Grab a seat at the bar to join us for another episode of McAnally's Pubcast, a podcast exploring the fun and fantastical mind of Jim Butcher's The Dresden Files series. Hosts Tans and Jess, and maybe bring you another round of literary analysis on this immense, immersive, and colorful environment inhabited by Harry Dresden, the world's only licensed private investigator and professional wizard. Join an active and engaged community of new and diehard dedicated fans focused on the fabulous themes, theories, characters, context, lore, and more. This is McAnally's Dresden Files podcast by Free Flow Rambling. Conjure by it at your own risk. Welcome to the McAnally's Pubcast, brought to you by Free Flow Rambling. This is episode 10.17, Duck Hunt, where we are covering the novel Death Masks. My name is Tanzan, and I'm joined by Maggie. Hello, hello. And Jess. Quack, quack. Thank you so much to our Patreon subscribers for your generous support. It's people like you who help us keep doing what we're doing. If you're not yet a Patreon subscriber, sign up today and get a fuck ton of bonus content, kick-ass merch, behind-the-scenes outtakes, and more. Sign up today at patreon.com slash freeflowrambling. Chapter 19. Harry and Susan arrive at the gala and scope out the venue. They sense the drop is about to happen and they go off to track down the shroud. On the way, Marcone and Harry talk, and Harry learns Marcone is just as confused about his attempted assassination as Harry is. Susan and Harry end up finding Anna Valmont, as well as the Denarians, and a fight ensues. So the Marriott was the Marriott, which I guess we already determined when Susan told them they were going to, but didn't have to overthink it. Harry shows up looking not half bad. Like he's he's as he says he's like the uh the, there's a reason the tux is weathered. He's got a cummerbund on. Yes. Well, he needed somewhere to wipe his he's fingers. Very catch the crumbs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, in all honesty, most of the time I prefer a vest to a cummerbund. But yes. it 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 can still be again as long cummerbund is a level of formal that is like as long as you leaps and years ahead of me. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, partially I, I enjoy the aesthetic of the vest, but also exactly. It's like, as long as you don't have to live or move or do anything, the vest is so much easier. Because a cummerbund is so easy to come untucked and un. Just makes me think of a high school band. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but yes, so, so, Martin, so, so Susan takes a little bitty cell phone that she can tuck away in her tiny little clutch because, you know, no major, ha- no, no, what is it? Not major. You don't want a big bulky handbag and a. Black tie event. Um, and uh, off they go. So so he's not perfect. The shoes fit, but they're like a little wide. And I'm like, that's got to be better than at least like the crammed in. It's hard to run away though. But I was like, loose shoes. It's, I was going to say, it's like you're lucky you're a dude because it's a lot harder to keep on like a pair of pumps that are too wide than mm-hmm. it is a pair of lace up shoes. So once again, men have the advantage for <laughs> clothing. They have pockets and their shoes lace up. He looks like a really fancy Ronald McDonald. <laughs> <laughs> if, if he was a redhead, that would be hilarious. Ronald McDonald on prom night. Da da. <laughs> so Susan's pole ball game is like, we gotta be normal, okay? You can't go in there scowling. You can't go in there checking underneath all the tablecloths. Like, you gotta go in there. You cannot be Kincaid right now. <laughs> you must be a normal man. Channel your inner Martin and have people not notice you by just being normal, okay? Right, but... Be pleasant and friendly looking so that if you are noticed, you know, you look like you want to be at this fancy event that we're at. Because <laughs> most people have chosen to be here. Uh, you know, you might, you know, want to give off the image that you are willing to talk to people because that is how you network and learn things. <laughs> you might get information that way. <laughs> and Harry's like, what? <laughs> That's crazy. I've gone this far without being nice to anyone and I'm not about to start. <laughs> right? It's like, I have to do all of these things together? What? At the same time, chew bubblegum and walk? Ugh, not going to happen. Mm-mm. But yeah, again, it's... This whole timeline is, just, and I mean, I don't know, we've already established, timelines are weird to me anyways. They're just not a concept I understand in real life. But it's like, yeah, he basically, he's like, okay, let's get here, let's go. And Susan's like, dude, you can't just exactly start, you know, you gotta come in and mingle and da 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 before you start sneaking off and, and casing the joint. 
but at the same time, we've already established that this thing isn't starting till nine o'clock, but then the auction is like 11, and I'm like, like, part of me is again, yeah, you need so much time because you don't even know where to start looking, but at the same time, it's like, well, you've already set yourself up to have a spell to find this, so really, you shouldn't need that much time. I don't know. It's just great. You, you have so much time and no time at all. Annoying thing about a hotel room is it's so impersonal. Like, this could be happening literally any anywhere. Like, do you've got conference rooms in here? Is it going to be in some shady supply closet? Is it going to be in one of the bedrooms? Is it, like... At least oh, the shroud, not the event. Yeah, but no, no, no. like the, the event sh- is not going to be the, the, the yes, actual yes, drop gotcha, of the gotcha, illegal yes, merchandise. Yes, yes, yes. Is what yes, I'm asking yes, because yes. at least in someone's home, you can usually, you know, discard off rooms pretty easily. Like most things don't happen in the kitchen or whatever like that, right? Or you know, unless in a smaller house, you've only got one or two bedrooms or something like well, that. Well, exactly. Right? I mean, again, unless you're some like palatial estate or whatever, the mo- house right where's exactly you're at a really big hotel to start with. Mm-hmm. So there's God knows how many floors. Going room to room isn't really a viable with, option. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like right there, and then again, there's all the other out of the way places, like you say, right. So, yeah, like I say, it's one of those things where it's like it makes sense, and my brain just keeps like flipping back and forth. And just being, in like, the hot the- tub, all these games. <laughs> Just like, <laughs> hey man, you don't want anyone hiding a weapon. Mm, well, fair enough. Uh, everybody naked. <laughs> so what? <laughs> That's a different kind of party. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just saying though. So the room's already got a couple hundred people already with mm-hmm. clothes. This is a, with, with, with wearing clothes. clothes yes, <laughs> there's a couple hundred dressed people here. <laughs> so this is a fairly big event, right? Like we know that this is for pricey Chicagoans, right? And the press here to do this charity gala event right yeah and it's all very professional and white collar and there's a band playing and there's a dance floor and there's and you yeah he says you've mostly got the muckety mucks from chicago as you would expect because that's where but he's like he sees at least i think one one movie star kind of a thing you know so it's like that interesting mix of again right you're like oh yeah this isn't like edmonton <laughs> you know you're like it's not that abnormal for for like a really big muckety muck to be at this Chicago event and again just the nature of it and stuff well, like if it's that Edmonton, right? Nathan Fillion could show up you never know he could and we keep hoping <laughs> waiting yeah mm-hmm. my friend went to the same high school that he did <sighs> but anyways point being is yes there is always a chance but it's a lot less likely that they're just you know gonna be there for it well, it turns out Susan knows quite a number of people from her days and doing reporting like and she, it, she has Susan no does her job <laughs> again this interesting mix Show how it's done. Uh, mm-hmm. she's a reporter so I get she would have talked to lots of people she would but again it's remembering what news so it's like did she make some of these connections like prior to because we don't know that the the arcane is like the only place she's ever been right like she's fairly young so she might not have had a lot of jobs prior to this but it's also possible that she may have worked for some freelance or some other papers before she landed where she was too right so you're like again do you know all of these people from like your weird nobody takes you seriously supernatural newspaper that you're mixing and mingling with all the the elite of Chicago, or maybe she was moonlighting. Do you know some of this well, through like your so other reporter? Like, like I'm a reporter, but I know the other important reporters that know people. Like yeah, in this world, you know, the National Enquirer. That's like the fucking business to be. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's like I don't know how often they get invited to you know state dinners and things enough events that she's on a name basis with them yeah Yeah. I mean although they don't necessarily all know her I guess again it makes some sense that she just knows who they are I've been through their garbage looking for aliens so many times (laughs) well or exactly right like you know her job is to know who all the important people are she's attractive she has like a press ID they're just like yeah I don't care who you're yeah right just come on in right it's all good it's all good so yeah so yeah, so she basically takes them around and 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 does the whole mix and mingle and Dresden's like, holy shit, I should have like gone to shit with Susan before. <laughs> Who knew that a reporter would like no shit and Crazy. like have an end of, yeah right all this time of being like no no Susan it's okay I got it and <laughs> you go Susan she solved half my case for me this afternoon. <laughs> like, Funny what happens when you've got a partner. Hey? Fuck right. Crazy. Wow. I do like though that he, like he get he gets like a couple of flutes of champagne for him and Susan he takes one sip and he's like well I've already had the beers 
maybe yeah. I won't drink this. <laughs> yeah. It's like, one, I haven't really eaten anything, but he's like, yeah, he's like, I know I'm a lightweight. Yeah. He's like, which again is funny for his side. I mean, not that he's got a lot of bulk mm-hmm. on him. But again, he's like, yeah, he's like two beers and a sip of champagne, and that's my limit, folks. Yeah. <laughs> that's all <laughs> I can like, afford. I, I don't want slow reflexes or anything, you know, which I was like, again, fair. This is not even just like. Right. You're not here at a party where you could not, potentially be assassinated just because that's your life. You actually are like yeah. with people who have attempted to assassinate you today. <laughs> you are going to jump in the th- You are, you're going to. Um, Where is life is so funny? Like, imagine somebody tries to like attempt to assassinate you. Like, you go hide in your home for a couple of weeks, months, maybe years, you're just so traumatized, right? And Harry's like, he doesn't get down the block anymore without getting attempted assassinated. He's always just like, what? Who? Oh, right. He's yeah. just another Tuesday. He's that, right? Yeah. Harry's like, whenever he gets like a calm weekend now, then he's like, this is too you know, he's, Yeah. No, he's like, he lives not. on such a level of like high alert now he doesn't know how to operate on any other. It's like, it's like a adrenaline junkie. <laughs> we said early on in this book, we were trying to figure out just how many hours of the day had really passed, right? And we were like, <laughs> you were Larry Fowler saying you almost got assassinated there and then there was like this bear thing and then there was like like the blobbity blue right and it's like we forget all of that because it's a whole new day and there's been like <laughs> seven new attempts now like yeah right like it doesn't we really should stop trying to figure out the timeline because it's like as soon as harry goes to sleep it's like reset and was gonna try to kill you again today it doesn't even if, matter about yesterday no no this isn't i don't know if this is already exists out there maybe somebody can find it but if not hey discord or nerds that love to do stuff like this somebody like like take this weekend we'll start small take Book five, and map out as accurately as you can. What what you know? Okay, so started on Friday. No no, yeah. no 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 no. <laughs> but let let's build an actual like hour by hour timeline. So, you know, so Friday morning he was in Larry Fowler, and then we're just gonna go through and fill in when all this shit happened. And by you know, like again over the next see just how much crap he packed into like two days, three days, a week. What is it when we're done? Because I'm like again, I know. It all happens fairly quickly, but I was like, that would actually be really interesting for somebody to take this week and be like, oh yeah, shit. Because again, reading it, it takes you a while. And again, as we're talking about it week after week after week, it, so it would be very interesting to see. He was like, literally every five minutes, Harry had something happening. You know, but he does, I like how he does, though, he catches a uh, side of himself in the reflection and he's like, damn. like, damn, like, I actually don't look half bad if I put on a smile and like. <laughs> kind of like the waitress this morning at breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> she, the, the yeah. giant mirror. She just started talking to herself instead of us. Yeah, yeah. The booth had rebranded a bit. Although, in all fairness, Jessica said she would too. And as we were leaving, she did basically watch herself in the mirror the whole way down. So, <laughs> obviously, yeah. So, if there's a mirror and a joint, I'ma watch it. <laughs> um. But yeah. So they mix and mingle a little bit. Harry's like, "Oh, I had a whole sip of champagne. Let me grab a sandwich." So, I like how he's like, he didn't just roll it down because it had, like, little toothpicks in it. And I was like, I could at least just see him do that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, this is where he makes a joke. She's like, dude, like, he's like, smile and chew. And she's like, keep your shirt clean. And he's like, oh, I'll just, you know. smile at the same time. Do I look like Jackie Chan? Right? Now, I just have images of Jackie Chan eating with this maniacal smile. I mean, I've definitely seen movies where he drinks with a mani- mani- maniacal smile, but I don't know about the eating part. I don't know. I'm sure it's there, though. I'll have to... Now I have to go back and watch any Jackie Chan movie. Yeah. Eating. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, so while they're there... I love that he puts them in this... He's, like, pockets of under them. He's I like, know, ah. so, so she's like, oh, by the way, someone's coming over. So, yeah, he is, again, right? He's like, do I put it back on the plate? And I like how he doesn't even take him, like, a little napkin or a plate or whatever, but exactly, he right? He's like, I'll just put it in my pocket. I can't shove it in my mouth. That'd be rude. There I'll goes your deposit. in my pocket. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, like, he what kind so of... Weird. <laughs> he's so weird. Like, I, I guess, Harry. squished sandwich later. He's you like, know, oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> And that really almost would have been like the cooter girl. Like he almost could have. Like this is one of those things where, like those those little triangle sandwiches do not stay together very well. No, well maybe all. he left the toothpick in this one. Even he, still, maybe he had the angel yet. But, those things, like, but yeah, I was gonna say the point small. is exactly. It's 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 a teeny tiny sandwich with everything all cut off. Like it's it's spilling everywhere. <laughs> yeah. so, like it's it's, it's, it's pieces. Not... Like what's this pickle doing? In exactly, like, right? Like, like he's, he's, he's got like, a piece of ham, a piece of bread. He's later, got tomato. like goose liver spread all over the pocket, or he's got bits of like celery and stuff falling around in there like I don't know I want to go to one of these things and have them have like that's little a tiny like, component for later peanut so butter and jelly finger sandwiches or something <laughs> in there. sandwiches <laughs> what spell does that go into right. 
That's got to be I'm like sure gentleman Johnny Marcone's like number one idea is like, all right, what's like food that's difficult for a wizard? <laughs> <laughs> How do we get Cheeto dust all over his finger without ruining the spell? <laughs> Just a PB and J. Try sneak up on me now. <laughs> I'm, I can't. I trying to enunciate. <laughs> peanut butter stuck to the roof of my mouth. There you go. Frick, what is that? Oh, that was from book four when the when um. When he meets up with Fix and them at the back of the oh, the, yes, the yeah. thing, and he's yeah, <laughs> he's hexing us. Um, <laughs> That's a great one. <laughs> but yeah, like that would totally be Harry just trying to like work a spell. That's where you learn nonverbals. Um, so yes, yeah, so you got people dancing. So um, Marcone arrives. Marcone mm-hmm. arrives. So. Um, I love that, like, when he first comes up to him, he's like, Mr. Dresden, he says, and Miss Rodriguez, I believe, I don't, I didn't realize you were an art collector. I am the foremost collector of velvet elvi in the city of Chicago. I said it once. Elvi? Marcone inquired. The plural could be Elvis, Elvises, I guess, I said, but if I say that too often, I start muttering to myself and calling things my precious. So I usually go with the Latin plural. Plural. Elvis is getting a lot of screen time. Hey, Jim Butcher was in a phase. <laughs> his name is right? He's like, Thomas looks like Elvis. Shiro became Baptist because of Elvis. Fan. Are you here to collect Elvis? It's clearly Shiro and Thomas's who put it in his brain earlier tonight. <laughs> Obviously, you're right. That must have been what he... Yeah. yeah. Well, I like that even Marcone smiles at that one. Like, <laughs> cheeky. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was just kind I of know like... somebody that used to have one of those, like, velvet... <laughs> Well, oh, say, that is the funny thing, too, because that is, like, one of the things most of us, when you think of those velvet picture thingies, you know, it was like, nine times out of ten, it is. The, you know, I'm Sitting like right next to the velvet Christ. Yeah, oh, yeah, I guess that would be the, now I was just going to say, I was like, what would be, like, the run Or, or those yeah. reflective paintings. We've all made those mistakes, just ask your own. Right. Mm-hmm. I just remember, you know what, <laughs> me and my sister had a bunch of the ones, um, the coloring ones. Where did you ever have those? Where it was like the velvet, but then you just colored scratch in. Scratch it or something. Like no, not the oh. scratch chart. It, it was literally just. Marker they were usually like yeah, marker. It was literally like usually like a poster size oh. thing, and exactly all your background and whatever had that velvety stuff, and then you just colored the poster yourself like an ordinary coloring book. But then you had this fancy. Usually came with like the little. But yeah, I remember we had a few of those. Yeah, that. I don't think anyone's ever called a fancy. But anyways, <laughs> <laughs> when you're six it's and you're fancy in when, some uh, circles. When you're six. And you're making a velvet painting that apparently people will go to a five thousand dollar plate gala to collect. Sure, it's fancy. Yeah, that's exactly what they mean. Anyways, so um, as Marcone's like, oh well, I hope you can find something for your tastes, right? And Harry's like, oh, I'm easy. Any old rag will do. And <laughs> boom, Marcone's instantly on like, hmm. like okay. He, shouldn't he have gone with at least a little bit of subtlety on that? Instead I don't know. Just, Harry's he sort of just plays out. his hand right there. Harry, he was like, I don't know who the original buyer is. He's like, the gunman tried to take me out earlier, so I I'm before I was sure even hired for it. Yeah. Marcone is involved in this, but I don't actually know who's buying this. I know the Denarians are trying to. Steal steal it. I know the church mice are the ones trying to sell it, but I actually still don't know who the actual buyer is. I know the interceptors, but not the Well, buyer, exactly, right? right? It's like, presumably it's not the denarians or they would just get it on the drop-off, so yeah. they're trying to steal it out from under whatever. So he's right? trying to, like, you know, as loose as he can be like, feel this out, and so yeah, it's instantaneous. It is, and I mean okay. it's, it's one of those tactics, right? It's sometimes you play really subtle and close to the vest. Sometimes you you say it to their face to get the reaction, Right, you know, and it's like, um, um, that's basically it. Is is, is he's trying, you know, he, he doesn't really know, he doesn't really have a lot of time because trying to get a tell, yeah, yeah, basically, until like, he does, right, like, yeah. because Marcon instantly is like, uh, back the fuck down, and Harry's like, mm, can't do that. Do you like, do, let's make this easy, man? And Marcon is all like, <laughs> bad things are gonna happen to you tonight, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd advise exercising some caution, <laughs> dude. I don't, am nothing but cautious, don't try me in public, Dresden, yeah, which is. It's kind a, of a huge, great line there. Huge, 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 huge thing between the two already because Dresden has disrespected Marcone in front of people many, many times all way and presumably walked away scot free from it, right? And Marcone's Other than the fact that maybe up. they may be taking pot shots at him in garages. But well, <laughs> but, but yeah. thus far, is like Harry's basically gotten away with just spitting on Marcone and being like, I don't fucking listen to the mob. I don't give a shit. And you can't do anything about well, it. Well, and this is, and it's, it's half intentional and half not because, again, Marcone by day is just your mild mannered businessman, and by night, he's your shady drug dealer guy. So 
while he operates in the light, he also doesn't, right? Things are sort of private and low-key and on the down. And Harry keeps, right? Like, the first time, like, he tries to quietly intercept Harry at the Madison. Harry comes fucking booking it out of that thing. They have to chase him halfway down <laughs> six blocks. So right then, all of a sudden, this isn't as subtle and as, oh, I just ran, you know what I mean? And then, like, in Full Moon, again, or, or even um, later in that book, he blows the doors off the varsity well, that was obviously very public uh-huh. and very, you know, it wasn't even just Marconi's hideout. It was just a nightclub with randos and whatever, right? And then in Full Moon, again, right? Marcone's all like, Harry, let's talk business. I'd just like to contract you. And Harry's like, let me introduce you to a whole bunch of lycanthropes. And we're going to blow up a garage and then we're going to invade your, pr-. you know what I mean? Like none of it, you know, so part of it is just Harry being Harry and being like, I don't give a shit. Everywhere I go, something off. explodes. That's and it, not, yeah. not your fault. That's on me. That's, <laughs> right. But it's, yeah, sometimes it is Harry very intentionally being like, fuck you, Marcone. Hey, hey, everybody see I'm talking to Marcone. Hey. Yeah, this you know, far. Other times it's simply just... Marcone shows up and Harry's like, I'm in the middle of running around and people are shooting at me, so guess what? This is the private moment. Like, thus far, Harry and Marcone have not either one gone up against the other directly. Directly. It just so happened to be that interfering. They both keep falling into each other's paths, and that keeps being a problem. But he did save Marcone's life, which is probably why Marcone hasn't killed him yet. Yeah, well, Harry has said it straight up himself, too. Like, again, we don't really get Marcone's, but he's like, one of these days we're going to, but right now we're not. You know, Marcone's got his shit, I've got my shit. We, we know a lot about each other, but we don't know enough about each other to, right? Again, like, this is like Ortega, right? Shiro's like, he's making this play now because he feels like this is his best time and opportunity. Ortega has an advantage and you don't, so he's making a play, right? And both Marcone and Harry don't feel, neither one of them feel like they've got that advantage yet, so neither one of them want to kick it off. Yeah, I guess they're still kind of feeling to, each other out. Yeah, right? Like, they've done the soul gaze. They have a measure for each other, but exactly, right? Harry doesn't, you know, so yeah, they're, 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 Still biding their time. They're still watching game film. They're still, they're not ready to make their, but again, yeah, Marcone is like, if you keep pushing and keep making things very blunt and very obvious, he's like, I will have no, like, yeah, you kind of got to pass on the other ones because they weren't entirely intentional and you didn't really know what was going on. But now if you're going to come in once again into my thing and embarrass me and show me up and do whatever, he's like, I cannot let people see you confronting me because that's not how bullies hold power and well, yeah, and it's right? not even that he's it's like, just that he was c- confronted that marcone made the mistake of responding to it so he's probably more pissed about that where he's like well that too but just yeah i'm re- yeah i mean it, i'm just referring more to his line i'm just throwing rocks at your window it's another if you open the window and yell at them and everyone knows that <laughs> yeah well, yeah, I'm just talking more about the lawn where he's like, don't try me in public. He's like, you can't afford to do it, and I can't afford to let you, you know? So it's just like, again, like, above all else, Marcone's like, I have to keep up appearances, you know what I mean? He's like, I cannot let for once, you might be a big, scary, powerful wizard, and I don't know, but he's like, I cannot for one second let you be seen justifying me, because then everybody's going to start pushing the envelope, and this testing is my the boundaries, right like, and it all, yeah, he's like, I'm not going to give up one ounce of control. He's like, I will not loosen the reins and let anything but yeah but but before that I do like the line where he's like you know yeah he's thinking this similar and he's like um in deference to your limitations I almost would <laughs> he's like but I have no idea what you're talking about so yeah so that's when Harry's like your your hitter taking a shot at us and that's yeah he's like I thought it he's like Marcone blinked <laughs> he's like oh my god I shot the fuck out of him <laughs> yeah right it's like I love how this is Marcone's big tell he's like what <laughs> and that's strange because why were they there if not because of Marcone? Harry said that they were like heavy professionals. Like they had the fucking money to have the gear. The to fancy have the silencers, fancy. the 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 execution of it. And this is the other thing, how we know, and you can't just it you know, you assume it's not just like a Lawrence situation as the first book where he was double crossing and playing. You're like, you saw Hendrix at the we know Hendrix is his right hand man. Chances are at this point, Hendrix is not double crossing him. So if Hendrix was, was there, there, Marcone had to know exactly. what was going. You had to. What would be going so on? why are you surprised by this? You, you, yeah. So it's it is. It's a very big sort of wrench for all of us. Going what? Yeah. Right. So Marcone is confused, and now uh, Harry and, and us are confused that Marcone is confused, and we're like fully like Harry thinks that Marcone sent a hitter out for him, and yeah, now and Marcone's like, being. Dude, a, I wasn't even doing anything. And yet. now Marcone's being a dick, and he's like, you fucking 
started it. Don't come telling me that I'm like butting in. Like you came and shot at me before I even had this case. And Marco's like, the fuck I did. Like, come get him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is. It's totally confusing and weird. Yeah, it's crazy. So yeah. Yeah. And speaking of Hendrix, Hendrix arrives and he's got a date with him. Right. A gorgeous, long, blonde, leggy Nordic babe. What'd you call her? Nordic angel. angel of I was gonna date, say. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say. He doesn't call her babe, but yeah. Hello, Miss Gar. And she is just, she's not taking shit either. Susan's like, oh, I don't think we've been introduced. And she's like, no, obviously not. And Susan's <laughs> like, excuse me, right? Trying to play the the um, the polite right. protocols and customs. And Gar's just like, fuck, of course we haven't been introduced. Susan's <laughs> like, wow, excuse me, bitch. <laughs> Like, so pretty quickly we find out that this is probably the lady who fucked up Bob earlier. Yeah. Right. We, we find out that she's from the the Monarch Foundation. Mm-hmm. Like, do you guys know? Like, I tried to look this up, but Google unfortunately failed me. God damn it, Google. Uh, like, is this is this an actual reference to anything? Like, any ideas? Not yet. It isn't like the actual name. Like, so okay. yeah. So it makes more sense when you find out who's in charge of the organization. Yeah, I was but gonna it, say it we, is a little bit of play on word. Yeah, but, but, yeah, in this immediate moment, no, we just know that he's hired a security company, and they're not just your regular security company, apparently they know a little bit about magic stuff, mm-hmm. because, yeah, mm-hmm. she makes a very pointed, yet veiled comment about, yes. um, guarding against spirit. thieves, spies, and poor wandering spirits. Yeah. An interesting last set of words. Hmm. Yeah, so I guess now we know. Where Marco learned about wards and how he managed to scramble bomb Started brains. to dip his toe into the other side of things. Right. Yeah. Well, especially if he can't have Dresden, then he's... Well, and exactly, right? He's like, well, if okay, he's not on me. my team, I gotta, mm-hmm. yeah, prepare against you and everything like that. So... So, yeah, so he's like, oh, shit, Marcone's, like, actually concerned about, you know, I'm not just, like, some annoying, you know, like, again, Marcone is not a dummy. And much as, you know, like he say, he just made an insult about Dresden's intelligence, and he's like, you're a big child, and you're a boob, but he's an effective boob. And, you know, even a boob with a big stick or a big gun can cause problems, right? So, yeah, Marcone is like, just in case, I'm gonna make sure. So, uh, yeah, so he's like, Marcone's taking steps and uh, getting ready to, like, fight me. And then Harry's like, oh, shit. No, I, now it's again, right? It's not just, like, a couple of accidental crossing paths. Now I actually have to start preparing. Like, I actually have to keep you in mind. You're not just going to be a background yeah. thing. I actually huh. have to start fucking dealing with Being you. A because young at boy. some <laughs> point you're going to, yeah. Well, yeah, no, let's not go that far. <laughs> So Marcone does ditch him then to go continue his rounds, which is a little surprising that he just, for now, leaves Harry to do whatever Again, he wants. Again, it's a power move, though, too, right? That's Marcone, too. Still, oh, he like, just ruffled I, you, me and you, found shit out. I don't care. I can just walk away. You could have <laughs> Harry escorted out, too, but he's just like... Again, it would make a scene, uh, right? He's got no reason for still. it, so... What was the Kissinger... Sorry, I, I, I have a note about Kissinger, but what was the quote in the, from the book? Oh, um, me Such and Kissinger. diplomacy. Yeah, me and Kissinger. Ah, Kissinger, American political scientist, advisor of national security affairs. Mm-hmm. Uh, great quote from the New Yorker. Uh, Hen- Henry Kissinger is one of the worst people to ever be a force for good. So, yeah, he's always like, I don't like this. And she's like, why not? And he's like, because he's getting all this set up. And so Susan's like, blah, blah, blah. So she's then, she's like, well, do you think he's... Because, again, right, if he's getting in on the magical front and starting then, again... We don't know that anybody's really after this for religious purposes. So far, things that have gotten involved, it seems like it might be more for the magical potential of this item, right? So she's like, do you think Marcone might be the buyer? And he's like, it's starting to make more sense. Part of the reason of setting it up here is because it's sort of Marcone's setting, it would give him a good way to do the buy as opposed to just like a random person deciding let's go to this event kind of a thing. You know, it's like Marcone's setting it up he's got access to the building and the staff and the hotel and the procedures that you know what i mean like all that inside information you know so i was like he's like, it's curious though like why even do it when the rest of the gala is happening why not make it just a thing between you and your people where there cannot be invitations into the place like had you just invited anna valmont onto your property you anna valmont would have said fuck you i'm not gonna walk out of there alive Let's make it somewhere public. So this, I think, is, is a big part of it. Is it's not, yeah, Marcone probably would have been more than happy to just have her discreetly. But I think this is where 
Anna slash the church mice, whatever, this is their protection. Mm -hmm. I'm not going into a dark alley with a mobster. (laughs) So we're going to make sure that there's a place where I can scope out an exit strategy and I can be surrounded by other and I can, yeah. And I think that's mostly where that comes in is that, sure, Marcon might set it up a number of different ways, but the other side of it is and not that Marcone double crosses just for the sake of double crossing because as Marcone is fond of saying that's bad for business however if the opportunity or the this or that right so I mean yeah she might very well but again with everything else going on that yeah it's 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 just you know the way the game is played Mm -hmm. and obviously the church wise have done this before so this is their sort of MO they're like yeah so I think that's where I'm gonna pop your bubble on that one Mm. yeah yeah Hi there, folks. We want to say thank you for participating in the drawing for our 100th episode. I want to say a quick congratulations to our winners. Our Twitter winner is Bunlin, our Instagram winner is Big Dang Moose, and our Discord winner is Hey Reb, who have won a limited edition 100th episode mug. Congratulations! Another congratulations goes out to our Patreon winner, Heather, who has won a -a one-of-a-kind 100th episode hooded sweater. Congratulations! It's been an absolute blast, and we are so thankful for all of you. We're looking forward to another 100 episodes. So it looks like he has startled Marcone at least enough into action because Marcone, you know, does a couple of rounds and then instantly he's on the phone and he's like, <laughs> okay, like things are happening, things are mobilizing. Can't hear what Marcone's saying, but come on, Susan, we got to get going. So this time frame, like, you remember, like phones were like getting smaller and smaller before smartphones were like getting what gaining you say? popularity. Two thousand three. So, so, just makes me think of Zoolander. <laughs> Where they've got these like microphones that gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> they started making fun of them. So for whatever reason, whenever I read that passage, I just think of like that little tiny the Zoolander phone. Little, like, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. It's I called discreet. Okay, I do not have a frame of reference for that. <laughs> oh, it's, it's like you this see, big I, on it, right? I have not seen Zoolander. I can't. You're missing out. Turn left. I don't know that I am, but <laughs> I'm I'm willing to take your. Word you for should it. watch it. It's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty funny. It makes fun of the world of male models. I, I am familiar with yeah Ben Stiller and the whole. I just have not actually watched it. But anyways, but yeah, I know. I just keep thinking of yeah, like little flip phony thingies or Gotta whatever. Find that for one of the Monday. Uh, uh, movie watch yeah. out the, the little mini yeah. firefly baby phone that i got the girls when they were little those were the ones they came out with that only had like four buttons it had a button you could like program for mom and like a button you could program for whatever but essentially it was like mom and dad and then it had like police, police. and right i don't, yeah. I don't know because police and ambulance and stuff would all be the same one but i feel like there was four but basically that was it you could just program so your kid could not accidentally call china they could all they could call was this button or that button and it auto dialed yeah, but it was in, like yeah. the little tiny again same thing because it had like no buttons or much of a screen or anything they were little teeny tiny phones um but yeah um, but I, I like this too like i'm like okay again makes sense for the plot and all the kind of stuff but i love how you know exactly like he talks to a couple people and then makes a phone call and harry's like oh, he's doing something i'm like he's, he's running a whole fucking thing <laughs> he's like, got like he's got a million projects on the go. Plus he's organizing this whole gala here tonight. Like, maybe they're out of fish sticks. I don't for know. More appetizers, right? And Harry's like, "This is it. It's happening." You know, right? But, but what I don't ensues like it. is a really cool scene that would be very fun to watch, whether animated or live action. Is Harry and Susan dancing and waltzing across this ball ground, ball, ball ground, <laughs> battleground ballroom? Yeah, just, right. It's a ball ground. As they try <laughs> to avoid like a big security. giant ball pit, but like <laughs> <laughs> that would be even more fun. That'd you're trying really to dance hard across to dance. That, right? just that, I'm pretty sure that's like a Fred Astaire, Ginger Rogers things, right? Kicking balloons out of the way as you like waltz <laughs> across, go, right? Yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, so yeah, the security is now trying to come and stop Harry and Susan. Harry and Susan are trying to get around. Security has been told not to cause a scene because this is still an event high class. So this is the funny thing because I was just arguing, right? You're like, he can't just kick him out. And I'm like, well, he's got no reason to. And yet he's pretty much exactly. So he's like, he can't just have him taken out, but he's going to try and hurt him out anyway. Uh-huh. So <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. We're both right on that point. As subtle as he like, can. I can't really kick you out, but I'm also going to try and just kick you out. <laughs> yeah. But the issue is, is that it's very easy to avoid subtle, especially when you're Harry Dresden. You've got no problem. Just like if you don't come right out and say it, you'll be like, I don't understand what the problem is, no officer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But again, Harry being Harry also can't just like 
blend into a corner and disappear in the crowd because, yeah. you know, <laughs> everybody so, else is around his kneecaps. <laughs> very nice dance scene between the two of them as they make and their way across the room. I love this too. Susan is so, she's like, you told me you couldn't dance. <laughs> I and like that he, I, like, learned how to perfected dancing with, like, old people. Little ladies. I know, and I relate very much. This is like me. I'm like, no, I can't, like, nightclub dance either, and I have no desire to, but I'm like, yes, I can do, like, not that I can, can, but I can do, like, a slow dance or whatever. I'm like, yes, if there are proper steps that you can learn and follow, that I can do. And they, I just love that Harry's the same way. He's like, I don't get out there and, like, flail and do, no, but he's like, yeah. And then, yeah, he's like, one of my odd jobs when I got here was they would pay you to be a dance partner for little ladies that didn't have one. So he's like, I don't know how to ballroom dance. <laughs> like that's, it, it, it reminds me just slightly of, like, the, the dirty dancing thing, too, where Patrick Swayze's character is all like, oh, it's like the Arthur Miller School of Dancing, and I just like, oh, oh we never met do, and you know, but yeah, it's, it's, it's very, very, very sweet. And again, because you can imagine literally like the little old ladies. Because, you know, we Cause they know, like, shrink. shrink. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, like, like it's, it's, every one of those must have been like, like the daddy daughter dance where, like, the toddler is, like, on daddy's Facing shoes. his navel. Yeah, you yeah. know. Like, can you just imagine these little old ladies just, like, hugging him around, the, oh, you yeah, know, yeah. or, like, try, like, I don't even know. It's just, it's adorable. Very and it's cute. very sweet. And it's probably, yeah, would, would be lovely to see them. Right. Um, and then, yeah, the other side of it simply is that they are now trying to dance away and avoid people. <laughs> right. Well, and it sounds like they've got really great chemistry in this moment, too, where mm. it just works for them. Love Harry and Susan. Well, like, right, they just, they do, right? And again, it's, it's yeah. See, this is a Bond moment, if ever, really. This is very Bond. This is, yes. This is totally Bond, yeah. Yes, yeah. Put on a tux and instantly... So, yeah, they make their way around the room, but it's taking several laps to get where they want to go, and, like, because there just keeps being problems everywhere they want to end up, right? So, eventually, Harry's like, all right, distraction time. You get in contact with Martin, okay? Yeah. And I love how he's, like, the bodyguard's just, like, a dumbass, too. Because he's, like, he's supposed to blend in, but he's, like, he's just, like, flashing his gun around in the whole, you know? He's like, oh, Mark Holmes gonna have your balls, dude. Yeah, <laughs> like, you're done. Do you know who you're working for? Like, this is not the parking garage, though. Uh, this is, you're supposed to be being subtle and blending in Mark Holmes cares about image number one. Yeah, yeah. And you're just like, I got it, but, yeah. No. Seriously. So, yeah, so Susan's also like, aha, I also have a teeny tiny Zoolander phone. <laughs> <laughs> and Harry, like, clenches his butt cheeks and holds his breath so as not to zap. <laughs> The, the Zoolander phone as she uses it right next to him, you know. But yeah, she manages her her or he manages to hold it for like thirty seconds or something so she can get this call in and and uh, and two, two minutes. Yeah, you know, okay, just give her a hold. So spin once, spin twice, and crash, boom, bang. <laughs> I love how dramatic, like. You don't expect right. it from I, It's from, like from these Martin. supernatural do, guys do we, don't give a fuck. Every one of them makes an entrance every time. <laughs> right? Like, so do we have a signal or anything? She's like, no, I don't see. know. I think we wait for something distracting to happen. Like what? The sudden shriek of breaking tires cut through the band music. There's a loud crunch and the sound of plate glass breaking along with shrieks from the hotel lobby. <laughs> like, you're like, yeah. Ah. <laughs> so what were you saying about the pub we went to today and they've had cars drive through it like three times? Right. <laughs> <laughs> The Marriott knows how you feel. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so I guess there's their distraction. Yeah. It's kind of because I think he said, "What did they?" That's go pretty funny. We got there. We're like, "Where do we want to sit?" Not one of us was like, "Not in front of the windows." Didn't <laughs> <laughs> even occur to us. Although no, no, it did because I did. I I I, I did defer to Tanzan, and I was like, "Which?" Way? And she was like, "Oh, I like sitting over here." And okay. she did choose the ones on the interior wall and yeah. not we along were, the front it just, window. Like, it didn't. Not, so yeah, you were behind. I was aware that the story had been. Look, the the not, cars have gone into that wall three times, and I did not think, like, let's not sit over there. <laughs> yeah. I, sure, I was like, hmm, where should we sit? <laughs> like I said, we're all like the red shirts. Yeah, totally. <laughs> this is why we are not Harry Dresden. <laughs> Watch the exit. I, like, plant myself in front of, like, the fatal impact points. <laughs> it's not like a car is going to come through it a fourth time. <laughs> right. Like, come on. <laughs> Uh, oh so yeah, 
So, so thankfully, Martin's distraction works, and they're able to make their quick escape. Well, and it's kind of dumb, too, because not only is it just, because you kind of envision, because he's like, we kind of had to swim upstream, right? So everybody's rushing to see what's going on or to get away, and they're going. And I like that the security guard isn't even necessarily blocked just because they were on, like, opposite sides of the dance floor, and now he's caught. No, the security guard's like, I'm going to go see what the fuck is going on, too. Doesn't give a <laughs> shit about Harry that he's supposed to be, you know, getting rid of. This or is way more interesting. A car just came or, in through the wall. Yeah, exactly. He like he totally forgets about him too, so it's not even like we've already established he's a bad employee. Not a terribly <laughs> intelligent. No, he's whoever like, Marcone like, got this guy. I don't from. think you're Send advancing far in this agency. No. <laughs> you know, you, you you're not going to be in Hendrix's spot anytime soon. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so off they go. So they go find a little quiet, so he checks, I love it, you know, just, let's look at the emergency exits, where's the, you know, I love it, he stop and check the map the like, you are here. Where, where do we, if you were a shroud, Susan, where would you be hiding? <laughs> so yeah, they go in a little off, out of the way spot, and he goes to draw a circle, and he pulls out a marker, and Susan's God, like, I love that. is that a magic marker? <laughs> is that a permanent marker? Susan asks. Thus do I strike a blow for anarchy whenever the mood takes me. <laughs> like he's such a little <laughs> total loser. <laughs> total, I'm like, oh, but now the Mary's gonna. So it's like, first of all, you know they're gonna have all this shit where it's like this car, and then like hours or a day <laughs> later, whatever the cleaning crew's gonna be coming on and be like, what the fuck your circle in the middle of hallway B? And like, what the? <laughs> why? <laughs> why? Why is there just this almost perfect circle? Because you know Harry does them like perfect now yeah. because that's most efficient. And he's had so much practice. Like just fucking. <laughs> I'm sure. I've seen weirder. It's no, hotels. No, I, 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 I'm sure, but that's what makes it, you know, if you draw on like a pentacle or a pentagram or something in the middle of it, they might have even been like, oh, yeah. some dumb. But a perfect know, circle is weird. Just a circle that has nothing else on it, around it to do. Yeah, I'm like, whatever. <laughs> but yes, Harry's like, ha, 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 ha. And then he pulls a plastic duck out. I love wife. this. You chance a wind up duck. I mean, this is really lovely. Like, I just love that you can take this like sort of semi-serious moment and then break it up with like tracking a rubber duck right <laughs> this is why i fucking love this quacks. shit it quacks <laughs> <laughs> thank you butcher like this is the details which i just i'm so endeared to yeah but i love how even he prefaces it right because he's like i take out the sample i take out my rubber duck he's like which isn't as goofy as it sounds stay with me <laughs> <laughs> attach the thread to the duck with a rubber band because the thread isn't even long enough to, to attach tie it, it around itself. yeah yeah which in all honesty is safer because really with a plastic curved thing you know that thing's yeah, sliding off anyways so right. but um yeah so pops it and does his little little tracking spell with it and even susan is like why are we <laughs> he's like just, just wait check it out so it kind of moves around the, the circle and then stops. He's like, good to go, breaks the circle, and then all of a sudden it's do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do, and it starts <laughs> heading off down the hallway. Or So I'm like, this is great. Duck does his job. Yeah, because in um, book one or two or whatever where we saw him with the, uh, you know, it's like, yeah, you, you got to do the little, or book four, I guess, with his little compassy thingy and the, the chip off the ray. So he's basically got it. I'm like, no, this is perfect. You don't have to, you can just go i will follow <laughs> you know he's like best. doesn't have to think about doesn't have to yeah i was like this and again it is just like the cute so here you've got susan who's kicked off her shoes so she's now barefoot in her ball gown dresden in a tux following a duck down a hall while everybody else is <laughs> you know and then it's it's funny because he goes so he's like we just have to check and she's like um um, does the duck know about stairs? He's like, yeah, more or less. And he's like, we basically just have to check him at intersections. So I guess, I mean, like, that is fair, because I guess, obviously, you're in a hallway, there's only one way to go. So he's like, doesn't follow it the whole way. He's just gonna stick it in his pocket in between, but yeah, every time they get where they can turn a corner, then he sees if the duck is, you know, and <laughs> basically, uh, so again, this is where I'm like, so he did say you had to be within a couple hundred feet or whatever it was. Again, I don't know really the area of a, of a hotel to know how much ground you're covering mm -hmm. in a building like that but i'm like you got there at nine o'clock the auction started at 11 and you were worried about having time to look for things because you're like the drop is at 11 45 because she says no let's mix the mingle first and he's like this doesn't leave us a lot of time to find it and i'm like but you did bring your i'm like i guess you don't know for sure that the tracking spell was going to work but you know but you're like basically you're like you're walking yourself right to it why yeah, did you need fine. three hours <laughs> i just realized this duck's probably covered in sandwich <laughs> All right, that's that's why he shoved it. He's like, here, little buddy, have a snack. Yeah. <laughs> you, you're you're going to be working Keep a little. Keep your energy up. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got a lot of work for you to do in a bit here. <laughs> oh, man, that's hilarious. Okay, so off they go. 
So they're waddling down, down the uh, the stairs, and da, 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 da. they follow the duck to a laundry room. Yes, big laundry room. Um, Employees only. Do, 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 do. So yeah, they duck in, and I love how he does the whole like I'm not going to close the door so it doesn't click. Um, but yeah, they see Hendricks and Guard going by, so hmm, maybe they're maybe that means something. Maybe it doesn't. Are they in the right spot? Are they not? I don't know. Um, this took me a minute. I thought this was like a total like um, goof up for a minute because they go in or whatever. And, and it's kind of funny too because he's like, oh, hey, they were hiding in the laundry. And she's like, are they usually so predictable? And he's like, eh, I don't know, hang on. <laughs> but he like puts the duck on the floor. I mean, he did find the shroud in the laundry one time already. Yeah. But it was like, I thought this was like a screw because he said he's like, he put the, he puts the duck down and the duck walks around on the floor. And then she says something else to him and he's like, I put the duck down on the counter. And I was like, you just put the duck down on the floor. But I was mm-hmm. like, oh, no, it's not a goof up. Yeah, she, he like picked it up and then put it on the counter. I was like, all like, wait, I'm so confused right now. How dare you? I was like, wait, but yeah. Um, so anyway, so I like another reference here. So you find their way to a to a to a vent or whatever, right? And uh, um, she's all like, oh, don't crawl in the scary vent. He's like, dude, I've seen Alien. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine. I know I gotta watch my back. <laughs> so anyway, so yeah, so he goes down the thing, and lo and behold, finds Anna Valmont in a broom closet, um, talking on a two way radio. So things are changing, and Marcone doesn't like this. And she's like, well, shit keeps happening, so yes, I'm going to keep changing it. <laughs> you know? So she's not pulling right. She's like, right now... First of all, two of my guys have died in this. Yeah. Like, we were a three-person team only. It's not like I came from a big organization. Yeah. There was only three of us, and now there's me. Yeah, and one of them I heard died in a horribly violent, disgusting way. The other one I saw died Witness. in a horribly disgusting, yeah. violent way. So this job is... uh kind of not worth it anymore so pay the fuck up yeah basically she's like i don't give a fuck what you want anymore like yeah it doesn't matter to me she's like i'm gonna just get whatever the fuck i want out of this like you're not you have no cards to play here you know she's like i don't give a shit about walking away i'll salt someone else you know whatever and so yeah so which again dealing with marcone like you know there's no indication that she's dealt with him before but again they're not newbies on the block. They're good at what they do. So she's got to know about his whole reputation, you know? So the fact that she's willing to be like, fuck you, Marcone, I don't care. You know, like, those take some balls. Like, yeah, she's just like... Um, so he tries to stall, and she's like, she's like, do you think I'm an idiot? She's like, don't fucking try me. Like, I am at my end here. Yeah, this is like, the fuck. I, I want out of this shit immediately. I will end, yeah, yeah. So she's basically know. extorting him for more money. Yeah, yeah, because she gets all pissed because she's like, I can't do this. And she's like, you know what? Just throw another million for telling me how to do my job. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I like you, Anna. Yeah, she's pretty fucking <laughs> awesome. No, it's just that Harry d- determines that Anna has come into the building through the air shafts, right? Yes, so, that she's making her way around to stay unnoticed and out of... She's doing her best. She wants to be in and out. Here's your fucking shroud. Give me my fucking money and I'm goddamn gone, right? And she's not even telling Marcone to come and meet her. She's like, I will hide it in the building and I will tell you where to go find it in the building. Yeah. Okay? Like, but, I don't even want to see you. I'm getting the fuck out. I Give was going to say, you're like, why doesn't Marcone just have her come? And she's like, yeah, she's like, not only am I not meeting you in this public place, or like in your place, I'm going to meet you at a public place. And even there, there. I am not going to get within 10 feet of you. She's a smart check. <laughs> like, Plus yeah, she's Harry. like, I am so over this, this insanity. Um, so, yeah, so, so, I like how he's still, just to make sure, he, he puts the duck down to make sure that the duck, you know, that she hasn't stashed it somewhere else. Okay, it's still with you right now, though, right, <laughs> Just to make sure. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, listens to all this, again, without blowing out her radio. Thankfully, it's just a radio, not a cell phone, so, you know, lesser technology. Um, and so, yeah, he's, he's gonna, like, sneak it and grab it, and then she's all like, and just to make sure you don't double-cross me, Marcone, I'm gonna have a little transmitter on it, and I'm gonna blow it up if you don't, so you're not gonna get it until I'm far away from here, and then I will tell you where it is, and we'll disarm it, and Harry's like, never mind, never mind, yeah, reaching, reaching, Total not mission reaching, impossible not reaching. scene, you're like, no, 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 abort, Susan, abort. Susan, pull me up, pull me up. <laughs> So fuck, he's all like, well, this is great. While she's busy and distracted, I'm just going to yank it and go. And then he's like, fuck. So as he's watching her freak out, you find out that Marcone has paid this bill. And we don't know even what it was to begin with, but presumably. But yeah, but she goes, fuck me. He actually did. Yeah, she's She's not expecting it either. (laughs) 
<laughs> She's like, well, I'll be damned. <laughs> I should start asking for an extra million thrown on top all the time. No kidding, right? Right. Um, so yeah, so so now he's like, well, shit. Now I gotta, I, I gotta move, right? So he's like, now you're out of time. So I love it. So he, you know, puts a weapon to her back and is like, don't move. <laughs> and she's like, fuck again. So um, so but she's like worried now. She's like, okay, dude. Like I get it, but she's like, you cannot screw me over at this point. Like Marcon's gonna kill me. Like I don't get him the goods after just bitching him out, changing things a million times, and telling him I was gonna blow it up. If it's not here, you are putting a, you are handing a death sentence to me. Like, mm-hmm. right, she's in a very at, bad spot. Yeah, right she's yeah. like, he's going to come after me. Like, fucking, what the fuck are you doing? I can't. Right? And uh, and then she's even more disappointed when she found out he was, like, holding her up with a duck. <laughs> she's like, really? <laughs> and he's like, Meh. You took my jacket. That's where I keep my gun. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Like, what do you want me to do? What can I fit in this thing? <laughs> I'm fairly certain you would I've shoot. I've got to get that a step beyond ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Got to so get she... that concealed carry permit, damn it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Harry. And it's funny because she basically pulls his thing on him because at the boat he, where she's like hand over the thing and he's like, he just holds it out to her and he's like, oh, let me see if she'll come grab it. It'll show she's maybe not experienced and I can, and she's like, I'm not getting within reach of you. Put it on the counter. So here they are, and Harry's, like, holding her up with a duck to start. And then she's like, where's the transmitter? And he's he's like, where's the transmitter? And she's like, it's in my pocket. So what does Harry do? Gets in close to reach into her pocket. Yeah, so she can... <laughs> she's yeah, like, he's wow, done. Harry. He's it's always the woman. He's just so stupid about it. Right? Yeah. Right? Let me see if she's clever or not, but let me not... Yeah. Guard so then she, anything. yeah, she's aiming the gun at him, and he's like, come on, we both know you're not gonna... Ow! <laughs> Yeah. Fucking shot him in the leg. Right. Well, thankfully she didn't. She shot very oh, yeah. close and, and a chip of concrete. Gets, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Because I was going to say, otherwise that's a damn good shot because I thought she grazed him or whatever at first too. But yeah. it was it was sort of a little bit lucky that he actually got some injury out of it. And she's like, I was just trying to scare you, but that's, that's just for bonus. Um, but yeah. Yeah. So then she's like, so what the fuck? He's like, okay, well, there's other shit, other big scary stuff. And she's like, yeah. So back at the boat, <laughs> he's like, yeah, that was a demon. She's like, a demon. Yeah, I was even like like a real like like yeah. So uh <laughs> and he, he she sort of like again kind of takes it in in stride in a way cuz she's like, "Okay, well, I don't really have time to otherwise deal or dis- deal with this or dispute this." And it was pretty fucked up, right? <laughs> so um so again, I suppose you're just, an angel. Hell no. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're demons, so you're an angel, right? Yeah. Um, but then basically, again, right? She's like, goes on the, you know, protected defense, whatever. She's just like, whatever. I, they've already killed my friends. Like, you know, they can't hurt me anymore. There's nothing else they can do to me. <laughs> well, uh, actually, they, uh, yeah, yeah. You don't know the half of it. Death is the nice thing. Yes, that would be. And then, yeah, sure enough, door blasts off. We've got crazy demon hair lady we've got um snake man and just some random dude who's just standing there in a suit (laughs) who just apparently is you know uh terrifying and nauseating in his own way just for being that and again fabulous fabulous bad guy entry right it's like cannot hurt you anymore said the central shape in a quietly amused male voice no matter how many times i hear that one it's always a fresh challenge (laughs) so once again so close and yet so far away and congratulations to all of our winners thank you so much yes it was exciting enjoy your things don't know when they'll be sent out or how long it'll yeah we'll send them out right away we don't know what shipping is like in the world (laughs) yeah it could take a little bit for shipping we'll see but thanks love y'all yes indeed this is our episode 10.17 duck hunt Thank you for listening. You can find us online at freeflowrambling.com and macanellies.ca. There we have links to our other podcasts, social media, and other fun tidbits. Please subscribe if you like what you're hearing. And please consider supporting us through Patreon to keep the magic alive and to see more content. We are Free Flow Rambling. Conjure by it at your own risk. 